Hello everyone. Uh, before we begin, um, Jordan and I talk a lot about first Kyrie Irving and the Nets situation. Unfortunately, everything we said does not mean anything now because Kyrie big-brained us all and he tricked the media into making a story about nothing and decided to opt into his final year of his contract. So now he's going to be... Basically, he opted into his player option, so he'll be a net for one more year. And, um, yeah, he did that on purpose for sure, just to fuck with the media. He definitely manipulated all of us, which is pretty funny in my opinion. I think that was a pretty funny move by him, and I'm not really that mad about it. But, yeah, so what we said uh, coming up about Kyrie doesn't really have any, like, doesn't make a difference now. And then also I talked about one move I would like to see is John Wall getting bought out and then signing with the Celtics. And unfortunately, he did do that, but he signed with the Clippers rather than the Celtics. So, yeah, uh, I did not know about that at the time, and it or it hadn't happened yet when we recorded. So, um, yeah, just a little preface before we get into it. What's up, everyone? Lovecast episode 25. I'm here with Jordan, my co-host. We're going to be getting into some NBA teams that have the most to lose and the most to gain going into this free agency. So starting off with it, Jordan, who's your first play or your first team? So a team I've been hearing a ton about going into this free agency is the Brooklyn Nets, and they have a lot yes. to lose and a little bit to gain. So this whole Kyrie situation, we talked about it a while ago on the podcast. Kyrie wants a max deal. The Nets don't want to give it to him. He doesn't deserve it. He he doesn't deserve it, but it's also like if the Nets don't give it to him, you let him walk and test free agency, you could lose him for nothing. So they're in a very tricky spot with that whole situation. Um, and then, I mean, say Kyrie walks, then, you know, what happens with KD? Do you yeah. keep him? Does, does KD want out immediately? So the Nets are in a very, very tough spot with Kyrie. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up giving in and paying Kyrie. I hope they don't. I honestly um, hope if they sign Kyrie that Kyrie just agrees to take a, a three-year deal instead of the max, but we'll see. I, it doesn't look like he's going to do that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I hope they don't give in, and I hope they say, like, fuck you, you, you got to sign, or like, no one, you're not going to be in the league. There's no other way. Yeah. Is there, how well, – Wait, he'll, why? How did... he'll, sign, he'll probably sign, like he'll get a max contract, but I mean, he's not going to accomplish so, anything. Well, I heard that the only team, so I'm a little confused. I heard that the only team that is interested in him is the Lakers. So yeah, just to clear it up, Kyrie is an unrestricted free agent. So the issue is he's requesting nothing but the max contract, but a max contract from the Nets. However, he if he doesn't get that contract, he has a player option. So basically, he is technically under contract this year, this upcoming year. But he has the option to opt out. It's called, and then just not like be an unrestricted free agent. And so, if the Nets do not offer him a max contract, he's going to opt out, become an unrestricted free agent, and then go sign a mid-level exception with the Lakers for one year and six million dollars, <laughs> and then sign a contract extension 2023. So that's such a fuck you to the Nets just to yeah. well, be like, you owe me a max, but if you don't give it to me, I'll just go sign for six mil, an essential minimum of sorts with the Lakers. 
that would just – God, I hate Kyrie Irving so much, dude. Like, he, he's so entitled. You're, he's not worth a max contract. He barely plays. Like He also didn't play that well in the playoffs. He, played, he had that one good game, and then he did yeah. not play well the rest of the games. No, I know. And the thing that sucks, like, if you're the Nets, what – what on earth do you do? Because if you don't sign him and you lose him, like Katie's not going to want to be there. He's yeah. Katie wants to win. He's going to request a trade. So the Nets are like on the verge of re-entering a rebuilding phase if this all goes south um, with Kyrie. And they traded away some picks, I believe, um, yeah. which means that whoever has those picks is just going to be like the Celtics kind of again. Yeah, I mean – if you're the Nets, what do you do? I don't know. You What you do is you do what makes KD happy, but that answer is sign Kyrie, and Kyrie doesn't want to do that. So you're completely stuck. Well, no. So, see, Kyrie does want to be there. He yeah, but you don't want to you, – you yeah, you don't want to – he doesn't deserve what he's being offered, and you don't want to give in on that because that's going to cost more money. Well, it's five years, too. Yeah. That's just going to that's, – that's one of those contracts that's going to be like Westbrook's contract now that people are, like, dying to get rid of. And yeah. get rid of it's going to be the worst contract in the league if he gets it by far, or at least the most the contract with the most question marks around it. Yeah. So it's just a poor, they're in a horrible situation. I feel for yeah, that. I agree. A, a lot to lose. Um, what uh, what other teams did you want to talk about? So the next team that has a lot to lose is the Phoenix Suns. And well, they're in an interesting spot because they're sort of in a similar situation with DeAndre Ayton, but DeAndre Ayton deserved the max, I would say. He was due his rookie extension, yeah. and he didn't get it. And the, and he was pissed about it, so now he wants to leave the Suns. However, he's a restricted free agent. Sarver, obviously we've talked about, doesn't like to pay players. Yeah. I, I'm, I'd honestly be shocked if Ayton goes back to the Suns because I don't think there's any way um, Sarver's going to give him the max. So I think Ayton's going to go find somewhere else that will give him the max because he is good enough. Um, and he, he played himself into that contract. Like, he deserves it. So, uh, he's he's gone, um, in my opinion. So, the Suns are in a very weird place because I don't think they're contenders anymore without DeAndre Ayton. No. Well, it depends on who they got back, but it's not going to be a one-for-one big man trade. There's not – I mean, unless – do you think Atlanta does an Ayton for Collins swap? I feel like if they would have, it would have already happened by now. Yeah, or, but – Again, I don't think – I don't know if this is a sign-and-trade. Like, it, to me, it looks like they're going to let Aiden walk, which is absolutely wild. But that's, I, I just don't – yeah, I guess they would. So, yeah, that's – it's just weird because that's why they're losers, in my opinion, because I agree with you. Like, Sarver's so cheap that he's just – he's not going to pay Aiden. He's just going to let him walk, I think. That's and, the worst thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's just a asset, that's just that's an asset walking right out of the door. Yeah, that's like um, crumping up a crumpling up a, like a hundred bucks and throwing it away. <laughs> that's yeah, what that is. Straight up plain stupid. But yeah. speaking of DeAndre Ayton, I think a team with a lot to gain is the Detroit Pistons. So yeah, we just saw them obviously kill it in the draft. They already have a solid young core. They have tons of cap space, um, and I think DeAndre Ayton might look at Detroit and be like, "Hey, maybe." Maybe that's a good fit for me. I know you said like they have Jalen Duran, so it's not. Well, and Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, I mean, y- you can still move players though if you need to reconstruct your roster. I think 
getting Aiton with Ivy and Cade, that's a really solid three players right there that that are all young and you can start to build around and develop. Yeah, I I like that core. I could also see I think they're going heavy after Miles Bridges. I think that's their at because he's from that area. And yeah. I think that's who they're going head. I think that's what all that cap space is for. Yeah, so, like that. I, yeah. So I think it's definitely I, I have a feeling. I wouldn't be an under the radar move I could see happening is Miles Bridges to Detroit, which is a big move for them. But well, either way, like either one of those guys, that's a lot. That's to a gain. big gain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In terms of Aiton, I think I don't know. I would like to see Aiton be a spur personally. I would. I think that'd be good. Um, that have a fun core down there with um, uh, Dejounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, uh, yeah. um, uh, Jeremy Sohan. They have like. Walker Kessler, like they're not Walker Kessler, he's on Minnesota, but they they just they have a good young core of um good players and DeAndre Ayton would be would make would make that team more interesting. That actually yeah. leads me to my next team that has a lot to gain. It's the Spurs. They have a ton of cap space as well, and they also have a lot of pieces and good contracts that um sort of means that they're gonna be like a dumping ground of sorts for they could be potentially for like different um buyout deal, not buyout deals, uh like trade. Just, you know, like when they when you need to trade away bad contracts, um, you could see a lot of bad contracts get sent to the Spurs because they can absorb um, significant amounts of cap. So you're going to so you could potentially see them in on a third team in on like a, a straight up deal for a bigger player um, where they get kind of like the leftovers or you could see them on other deals, kind of like what um, they did with Boston, like where they, where we give them like two younger players, make them worse and we get like a bigger player. So um, they've also been shopping DeJounte Murray for some reason. I don't know why they're doing that. Um, that, as we know, the Spurs are my new adopted team. I had adopted Orlando, but I just didn't really like that. I love Paolo and I think Paolo's going to be really good. I don't, I don't know what's happening with DeJounte. Why are they shopping him? Like, why, why would you not want a, a good young player? I don't know either because I wouldn't be shopping him. That's a horrible idea. I don't know. I, I have no answer for you. That's he's a, he's a great player that you can build around and he's a talent and you actually have a good core there. He's really young, isn't he? Am I am I yeah. tripping? Isn't he no, you're not. He's like super young. And they also have an embar- they have a, well they have a bit of an embarrassment of riches at like the wing spot, which is good. That's like what you want. So you can just build from that clean house a little bit. Like trim the fat and add some older players and you're fine. I I don't know. Maybe they're trying to like reach and become a contender like well it's it's hard because you have pop who's like half he's like about to leave like you don't know what when he's going to retire i guess maybe maybe they're trying to get pop like a contending team yeah but in that case you just trim the fat and get it get some vets and then you're good like you have the core young guys that you could build around yeah i don't know yeah keldon johnson is on is a very good player too he's underrated he's extremely underrated he's on usa basketball very good player yeah as well they yeah i guess That'll be interesting. They have a lot to gain and potentially a lot to lose if they screw they it get, up. Um, they got like Malachi Branham too. Yeah, good, definitely good, good player. Um, but like we said, he's not going to be on a contending team. Like he's not going to be a key piece. On no, a but like soon. But yeah, that was a sidetrack thing. But yeah, no. Um, the Spurs have a lot to gain though, just be, because they're going to be like a dumping ground of sorts. So you're going to see a lot of movement through their team. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think this final roster is what it's going to be like. Um, going into it and then did you have any other winners or uh, most of the game most lose? yeah um I wanted to talk about the Hawks a little bit having a lot to gain so you mentioned before that they are looking to possibly shop 
uh, Bogdanovich and John Collins. I've heard a ton of John Collins rumors. Uh, I saw a stat that they were, I think they were second in like offensive rating and then 26th in defensive rating. Something like that. So it's like obviously huge discrepancy. Um, They need to improve their defense somehow. Obviously Trey Young, bad defender. He's too small, too skinny, but just not a good NBA defender. So you have to surround him with guys who can defend and at the same time, you know, not sacrifice too much offense. But I think their offense is fine. They really need to uh, shore up the defense and and trade a couple pieces and get some defenders in there. And I think they can be a good team. This is an absolutely – I just – this is crazy. Sorry. It sounds like the Hawks are in significant talks to land DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. For Danilo Gallinari and multiple first-round picks. <laughs> Dude. Are you not – what are the Spurs doing? I don't know why the Spurs would ever do that. And also, I mean, DeJounte's great. Him and Trey Young aren't really a great fit together. They both need the ball. But, I, I mean, I guess they could they could work. They're two really good players. But I don't know why in hell the Spurs would uh, want to do that. That's So that means now they're going to have – they already had too many wings like the, the Hawks did as well. They also have an embarrassment of riches at wings. They have like a lot of good serviceable. They have Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Lou well, Williams. They're getting rid of one though. And I, I don't think DeJounte. Oh, you're getting rid of Danilo. That's the only player you're getting rid of. Yeah, that's a wing. And then DeJounte's not a wing. He's a guard. But that's still, then you have Trey Young. You have too many like ball handlers, like. Trey yeah. Young, DeAndre Hunter, um, like Sharif Cooper's kind of in there. Kevin Herter. There's just a lot of touching. I don't know. There's not. There's not a lot. Yeah, touching the balls. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, that's a horrible trade for both sides. It doesn't even make sense. Like I just I, if I saw that trade, I if I see if there's the Spurs trade Dejounte Murray, I, I'm not. I'm giving them up, and I'm just just going to be a Celtics fan only, and not adding in one of these young teams because <laughs> these young teams are fucking stupid. I mean, Orlando. I only the only reason I gave them up was because I really like Sohan, so maybe I'll go back to Orlando. But but like still, Spurs. That's the dumbest trade ever, Dejounte Murray for Danilo Gallinari, and that, that. I I just I just don't think that's going to happen. Like it's I know popping off on Twitter right now, and yeah, I know, but like reporters get that stuff wrong that that stuff gets yeah. like rumors Aggregated. are off a lot yeah. so yeah. Um, did you yeah. want to talk about the jazz yeah the jazz have a lot to lose um in terms of rudy gobert as an asset i don't know how many teams are like what these trade packages are going to look at or are going to look like for gobert and then you could see a situation where you trade gobert for you know a little bit less than what he's worth and then donovan gets pissed and then a couple of years from now, he leaves. They still have time with Donovan because he's under contract. So there will be no Donovan Mitchell movement. I would be completely shocked if that happened because he's fully under contract. So that's kind of, it would be more of like a Ben Simmons situation where he would have to like stop. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think he'd do that. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't see any Donovan Mitchell movement, but this is a very, they need to do something now to build around him and make him happy. So I don't know. They, it seems like they're kind of all over the place, especially with Quinn Snyder stepping down. I just I hope they kind of get their their shit together a little bit. Build around Another situation kind of similar to the Nets where they're going to go from a team that you would think would have a chance to contend or at least make a deep playoff run 
and in the next couple of years could be completely rebuilding and lose both of their stars. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. But the last team I want to talk about real quick was the Celtics having a lot to gain. So obviously they yes. just, they just got to the title. I mean, it's, it's hard for a, a, team who just got to the title to find a lot to gain but I think it was so glaringly obvious for the Celtics for what they need um, and that's a pass first point guard I think they could easily um, trade someone like Peyton Pritchard maybe Grant Williams um, maybe some other guys at the end of the bench um, Aaron Neesmith um, for a playmaker I don't know who it would be we could also potentially sign Ricky Rubio right yeah, you can. There's there's stuff to do. You can do addition without even subtracting. You can do yeah. TV trades where you can kind of you know only you can get rid of less players with that for a better player. You can sign my personal like move that I really want to happen is John Wall to get bought out and then we pick him up on the mid level for like nine million. I believe it would it would be yeah that would be awesome. That would be awesome. He's that's a good contract. That's a good like hey you play into it and we'll sign you for a long term deal like that's a great contract for us. Um, I, I, I think that we do have the most to gain because we could literally get the piece that like puts us over the top. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like we're a piece away and we have the chance to get it. This And we have the ability to get that piece as yeah, well. We don't have to force it if it's not there, but I think it could definitely be there and, and we could see the, the piece get added and the Celtics get back to the finals. So we'll see what happens. They definitely have a lot to gain, but um, we're going to move on now to our next segment. Um, we'll be right back. Already back with Jordan. We're doing NBA what ifs, rapid fire. Jordan, let's get into it. Uh, these are NBA would you rather's for next season. So not for the future, not for the next five years, just in terms of next season. We're gonna start with Brad Beal. Would you rather edition? Here we go. First one: Bradley Beal or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. I agree, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell? Bradley Beal. Okay. I'm taking Donovan. Why Why are you taking Beal? Beal is an elite scorer, okay? Neither guy plays defense, so they're kind of even on that point. And Beal is a much better passer than – not much better, but he's a better passer than Donovan, and he's a, just an overall better scorer. So because they even out on defense, and I think Beal takes the cake offensively, I'm, gra- I'm giving it to Beal. Do you think Beal's a better passer? Yeah. Donovan I mean, makes a lot of dumb passes. He also isn't great. Like, he's not a great like facilitator. He does have a lot of turnovers. Um, not that great. Not that Beal's a great passer either. Yeah, I. I mean, Donovan averages five assists. He averages he he averaged twenty six points the last two years. I think they're closer in terms of scoring uh, than you think. Like Donovan's a very he very takes a lot player. of really really bad shots. Donovan does. Donovan takes a lot of low quality shots, and he's been declining i would say like those numbers looked good in the beginning but his play of recently he needs he needs to change scenery is what it is um and i think maybe his defense becomes much better like if he's in miami there's no way he's not playing defense but right now he doesn't play defense and we've watched him in the in the in the playoffs and he's got big balls which is good but like he doesn't make the right decisions in the playoffs he's too ball dominant takes a lot of really dumb shots that have happened to go in a couple of times, but a lot of them don't go in. He's not extremely efficient. Beal's a better scorer, I would say. Yeah, um, I think Beal is a better scorer. I think Donovan is better as a playmaker. Uh, he just gets downhill better. Let me see. Brad Beal. So Brad Beal shot 
They both shot 45%. So efficiency is not really a huge concern for me. Um, that's like Donovan's. Year. The only thing with that is that um, Beal has been like on and off with injuries. Donovan's been a little bit more steady in his play. Yeah. And the only thing with that is that if Beal finally gets a season of health, you know, where he can actually like is not shut down for the season and he plays it out, maybe we see his shooting numbers get a little bit better. Yeah, we could. All right. Um, next one. Bradley Beal or James Harden? Bradley Beal. Easy money. Bradley Beal. Harden. Fuck James Harden. Harden. I don't like uh, Bradley Beal or Devin Booker? Booker, because he's more of two-way. The two-way is where it gets... Like, he's not a great defender, but he's two. He's more two-way than Beal. Beal is not a good defender. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's tough to say that about Beal because he's on such a bad team and we don't see him in the playoffs when everyone's... But really when we did see him in the playoffs, though, he didn't defend then either. Yeah, they, they I mean, did go, he did make the playoffs with the wall teams and Olympia yeah, broke that was a long or, time ago. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm taking Booker too. He's more efficient and just he's he's just so smooth. So is Beal, but I'll I'll take uh Booker. Uh Zach Levine or Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, I think. I'll that be was, honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm not like I don't watch a ton of Zach Levine. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me on that one just because I know his game and I know like what he is, but like I feel like I just never see him on the floor. I feel like he's always injured. I think I would take Beal too, but I think in a, in certain situation, I would rather have Levine. Levine's a better athlete, and it, I think it might he's even be a better athlete. And he's also a very, very good shooter from three. He shot 39% last year. Yeah, uh, He shot 42% the year before from three. So I think in, in the right situation – if you want someone who can play off the ball a little better, I think Levine is probably better at that. But overall, I think Beal is a better player. And then Brad Beal or DeMar DeRozan. Okay, this is hard. I know DeMar had like a was in the MVP conversation. And because of that, I am going to take DeMar. It's again, it's the two way. Brad's defense is just what gets him. He's just too one way. The problem is, is I don't think Bradley Beal is a much better offensive player than DeMar DeRozan. However, DeMar DeRozan is more efficient. I just don't think you're going to see that level of MVP output that we were seeing this season. I think that's a outlier year. And um, I don't know when he comes back to earth what DeMar will look like DeRozan will look like. So because of that, I'm going to take DeRozan because I think he's the better player. Yeah, I mean, he just averaged 28 um, with the Bulls. First season with the Bulls. He shot 50%. Like you said, he's in the MVP conversation. Extremely efficient. Yeah. I mean, unreal season. I think it is an outlier season. I think going into next year, I'd rather have Beal on my team. But we'll see. That one, you know, I could be proven wrong. So we'll yeah. see. Um, next one, we have uh, John Morant edition. So would you rather John Morant or Jason Tatum? <sighs> uh, Tatum. I don't know why. I Tatum, yeah. Yeah, uh, John Morant or Trey Young? John Morant. I don't like Trey Young, to be honest with you. Yeah, Trey Young. He's fallen out of favor with me as well. Uh, John Morant or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. And the only reason is that Chris Paul is older and has more experience, and he is an NBA legend. Wow. And going into next season, I think if you have Chris Paul on your team, like if the Bucks add, no, because if they added Jaw too, they would still be title. They would still win the title, but if they added Chris Paul, it would be so seamless. I don't know; it would just be perfect. But yeah. either way, I just think like you add Chris Paul, he can do more than like as great as John Morant is. He's never been in the finals. 
Chris Paul has experience and that experience is useful, but yeah. he did, but I, I, there's some, there was some talks that he may have had COVID and that's why he collapsed. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see what he looks like when he comes back, but he's one of those players that can age pretty gracefully with his game. But yeah, I'll yeah. just take Chris Paul for next season only. I think I'm, I'm definitely going to go jaw here. I think Jaw's going to get Fair. better. And, and I think Chris Paul next year could take a step backwards. I'm not saying he will, but I, I just think jaw jaw is a great playmaker. He's not obviously on the CP level in terms of playmaking, but he's way more elite as a scorer and he's the guy you can go to down the stretch. And I don't know if Chris Paul can consistently be that guy anymore. So I'm going to go jaw. Uh, next one we have John Morant or Damian Lillard. Jaw Dame. I love Dame, but he's coming off a hip injury. Um, he's getting up there a little bit in age jaw. You know, he's floating into his prime. He's still very young, still wild before he even hits his prime, but. That's what you want in a player. Um, a little bit more dynamic, I would say, on as an athlete, obviously. And then Dame's a great athlete as well, but there's no athlete. Like, Jaw's like a top 1% athlete. Yeah. Uh, that's always going to be super important. And as great as Dame is, you know, I just I, I think I would want Jaw on my team. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Dame, and I'm doing it because fair. Jaw's, Jaw's jump shot just is not quite fully developed yet. Yep. And Damian Lillard is one of the best shooters we've ever seen. Went. Yeah, uh, one of the best shooters in the league. And I, I just – I think Dame is going to have a big bounce back season. And, like, Dame can carry you um, down the stretch of games where I don't know if Jaws quite the closer uh, that Dame is. So, I'm going to go with Dame. And then yeah. next one, super easy, John Morant or James Harden. John Morant, easy. John Morant. You're just throwing those in so we can show James Harden. <laughs> yeah, I just hate James Harden. He's terrible. Fair. Uh, John Morant or Donovan Mitchell? I would take a John Morant. Yeah, I agree. I'd take Jaw too. Um, all right. Do you want to do Jalen Brown? Sure. Um, okay. Jalen Brown edition. Um, so first one, Jalen Brown or Paul George? Uh, I'm going PG. Yeah, me too. Uh, it is, I think Jalen's close to Paul George, but not quite. Okay. Uh, next one, Jalen Brown or Chris Middleton? Jalen Brown. Okay. This one, it's like, because you can argue that Chris Middleton, I mean, it's not an argument. I think Chris Middleton has the Bucks. You, the, the Bucks have Chris Middleton, rather. They win that. They beat the Celtics. I think they might even uh, win the finals. And yeah. Chris Middleton sort of like Jalen Brown can disappear in some games, very similar kind of players. I, Middleton might be a little bit more polished, but this is what, this is his peak and Jalen Brown in the future is going to be much better. Uh, maybe going into next season, it could be argued that you want Chris Middleton, but I'm still going to take Jalen Brown. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, next one, Jalen Brown or Donovan Mitchell? Uh, yeah, I'm going Donovan. I think, Mm, it's close. I think Donovan can be a one, can be your best player. Yeah. And I don't think Jalen can. Um, yeah, I'm taking Jalen Brown, just the defense again. I don't, I'm really not as high on Donovan as you are, especially after yeah. last season. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like, the way that we see his game going, there's a lot of – it's going down a scary route in terms of his inefficiency and the s silly shots he takes sometimes, but – like we said, when you're a frustrated person, you're not really performing at your best sometimes. So 
Um, yeah. Hopefully, if they can get him in a better situation or they can make the situation that he's already in better around him, we'll see him optimize. But I, I'm taking Jalen Brown here. Um, I do. I think if he is in an optimized position, I could see him being a number one scorer. But um, I just he doesn't hold up defensively. But if he's on the heat, like I said, I can't see him not playing defense. And he does have the tools athletically to play defense. So yeah. who knows? Um, next one. <laughs> Jalen Brown, sorry, I uh, sorry, Jalen Brown or Brandon Ingram. Uh, Ingram, I yeah. think he just, he's he's his size just makes his him size. So yeah, popular. his size is like if he peaks, it that peak is already going to be a little bit higher than Jalen's just because like, yeah, yeah, his size like eleven or whatever. Yeah. Um, next one, I I also had Brandon Ingram. Next one, Jason Tatum. I think we both have J- Tatum. Yeah, I mean, people argue this from time to time mostly celtics fans um yeah i'm taking i'm still taking tatum i know he he has a tendency to not be as clutch as we want and be the closer we want him to be but just wait yeah i i still think he's a better player that's experience that's useful experience that makes the stars that we know today all those stars had to go through it tatum just had to go through it too it'll be okay he'll get it back we believe um uh brown or booker um another guy who kind of slumped uh at the end of it booker looked like he couldn't even handle a double team that's a little scary um sometimes when your team is broken though you just look like absolute shit on the floor that's what celtics look like so can't hold it against them what do you think yeah i'll go booker i think that's very close though if you switch jalen and devin booker and put jalen on the suns i think that suns team is still very similar um like putting Jalen Brown in that role coming off of pin downs and having Chris Paul facilitate to him. But I, I just think Booker, he's a more efficient shooter. He can score just, just, it seems like easier. So I, I'm going to take Devin Booker. Yeah. I think I'm also going to take Booker just because like when he's on, he's offensively much better than Tatum and then, or not Tatum than uh, Brown when he's on and like, he's just, he's just real good. And because of that, like I, I, I agree. I'm gonna take Booker. Um, last one, James Harden. <laughs> uh, I'm going Jalen Brown. Fuck you, JB on that one. All right, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the? And then you wanted to do John Morant? No, that was it. We just did it. Oh, okay. Perfect. All right. All right. Good segment.